Persuasion by Jane Austen, Volume 1, Chapter 9. Previously on Persuasion, we have met the Elliot family, and specifically Anne Elliot, the middle daughter of Sir Walter Elliot, who was engaged to Captain Wentworth eight years ago, but was persuaded to break off the engagement by her father and her friend, Lady Russell. And eight years later, they her family has fallen on hard times. Her father and her eldest sister, Elizabeth, have moved to Bath and rented out their country home. Anne has stayed in the country and is staying with her youngest sister, Mary, who is married to the next... To a close like next largest landowner who had originally proposed to Anne but Anne turned him down as well because it was after the whole Captain Wentworth thing and she wasn't still in love with Captain Wentworth anyway Charles Musgrove is married to Anne, Anne's younger sister Mary so she's now staying with them and the house is their house Kellynch Hall is being rented out to Admiral and Mrs. Croft who just turn out to be um, Mrs. Croft is the sister of Captain Wentworth so Captain Wentworth comes to visit her in the country and then they become friendly with the Musgroves, who Anne is staying with. And so now she's seen him a bunch of times, and it's very awkward. And she is very much still in love with him. And it seems, from what we've seen, a little bit of it from his head, that he is still very much obsessed with her. But both of them think the other, but at least we're mostly in Anne's head. And Anne is very sure that he wants nothing to do with her anymore, that he's completely over her. And he, she is now having the pain of having to watch him sort of court the Miss Musgroves, though it is unclear which one he likes better. And now we are moving on to chapter nine. So chapter nine begins with Captain Wentworth being told by the Admiral and his sister that he can treat Kellynch as his home. He's happy he can stay there as long as he wants. And he had originally intended to quickly move on to Shropshire, Shropshire, I don't know if I'm saying that right, to visit his brother. Um, but because of the attractions of Uppercross, he's decided to stick around Kellynch a little bit longer um, whether that means that he is flattered by the, I don't know, attentions of the Miss Musgroves or he wants to stay around near Anne is unknown. He is saying that it says that there is much friendliness and of flattery and of everything most bewitching in his reception there. The old were so hospitable, the young so agreeable that he could not but resolve to remain where he was. So he's staying, presumably to court one of the Miss Musgroves, is I think what he's kind of outwardly saying, though I'm going to kind of say, reading between the lines, that maybe it's because he can't pull himself away from Anne. Possibly. Unclear. I'm kind of making that up. We don't really have evidence from that. We're not seeing things necessarily through Frederick's eyes at this point in time. But in any case, he goes to Uppercross almost every day. And the Musgroves could hardly be more ready to invite than he to come. Particularly in the morning when he had no companion at home. Because the Admiral and Mrs. Croft were generally off doing something themselves. 
and dawdling about in a way that in that ugh, and dawdling about in a way not endurable by to a third person so what are they doing making out i don't know but they're i'm taking from that that it's kind of they're all being lovey-dovey together and wandering the countryside and out in a gig and whatnot and they don't need anybody coming out with them is very much a third wheel because they are all lovey-dovey together so everything seems to be going good and then in steps charles hater he returned among them and to be a good deal disturbed by the fact that captain wentworth is so much with in their company and he's not happy about it so then we go into a little bit of history who is this charles hater who's so hot and happy with captain wentworth and it turns out that he is a cousin of the family and he is a curate he is a clergyman of the church of england and it seems like he's been courting henrietta the elder miss musgrove and he is very unhappy that he's only been gone for like two weeks it says two sundays and he comes back and finds that suddenly henrietta has no time for him is not interested in him at all and all she can talk about is Captain Wentworth. And he is very unhappy with that. Um, we also learn a little bit more of the f of that background. That Mrs. Musgrove and Mrs. Hayter are sisters. And they married in very different sort of strata, I suppose. So Mrs. Musgrove is marrying more into the higher levels of the gentry. Still, like, a Mr. Musgrove has is one of the largest landowners in the area superseded only by Sir Elliot, I believe. And the haters also have land, but it's much less. It says that had some property of his own, but it was insignificant compared with Mr. Musgrove's. And while the Musgroves were in the first class of society in the country, the young haters would, from their parents' inferior, retired and unpolished way of living, and their own defective education have been hardly in any class at all, but for their connection with the upper cross, this eldest son, of course, accepted, who had chosen to be a scholar and a gentleman, and who was very superior in cultivation and manners to all the rest. So they are, the haters, are sort of lower in society than the Musgroves. They, also, they are landowners, but lower, they have less land, and apparently have less genteel manners, except for the eldest son, who has gone off to university another charles there's a lot of charleses um so charles hater had gone off to university and gotten better manners and is more of a gentleman than his younger siblings um but despite that the families have always always been on very good terms with each other and prior to captain wentworth entering the area charles hater seemed like a decent option for um, Henrietta and her family and Henrietta herself felt like, you know, it would not be a great match, but it would be fine if Henrietta liked him and Henrietta did seem to like him. Um, but all of this seems to be changing with Captain Wentworth in the area because now Captain Wentworth is way more exciting than Charles Hayter. And so Charles Hayter comes back And Henrietta doesn't seem to have much time for him, and neither does her younger sister, and neither of them really seem to care about the, what's going on with Mr. Hayter and whether he's going to get the living that he wants, is the curacy of Uppercross like he's been trying to get. And, yeah, they're not having, he's not having a good time. 
then we switch topics a bit and we're talking about how Mr. and Mrs. Musgrove, Henrietta's parents, are just sort of letting the situation play out as it would. And they're letting things go by chance. And they seem to have either the entire confidence in the discretion of both their daughters and of all the young men who came near them. Um, so I think we're seeing, I'm reading this as sort of a dig on the parents that they should have been a little more in touch with what was going on maybe um because the idea that they're allowing Henrietta to sort of let Charles Hayter court her and then blow him off for Captain Wentworth seems like possibly could come to a bad situation and the parents don't seem to care and also the idea that he's they're kind of allowing Captain Wentworth to court both Henrietta and Louisa at the same time seems like it's not the best idea for family unity. But in any case, the parents are just kind of letting things happen and they're not really talking about it. But their eldest son and his wife are going to talk about it a bunch. And poor Anne is now forced to listen to Charles and Mary Musgrove talk over breakfast, it sounds like about which of Charles's sisters Captain Wentworth should marry. Um, they're talking about whether or not he should have, um, or he should marry the elder Henrietta or the younger Louisa. And Charles is saying that he should marry Louisa because Henrietta is going to marry Charles Hayter. And Mary, because of that same Charles, is saying that no, he should marry Henrietta because he doesn't, she doesn't want either Henrietta or Louisa to marry Charles Hayter. He thinks she thinks the haters are very much below them, and that she would like them to marry somebody of higher status. And this is a little, this is again interesting because in the intervening eight years, um, Captain Wentworth has made a fortune, saying he's Charles says here he has more than twenty thousand pounds. He's made a good amount of money, and he is now considered by Mary, must grove to be of like equal status to the musgroves and worthy of one of her sister-in-laws marrying him when eight years ago mary was not part of this discussion but their family the elliots felt very strongly that he was nowhere near good enough for anne so he has come up quite a bit in the world to be now considered a very good um, match for one of the musgrove girls when eight years ago he was beneath the notice of Anne Elliot. Now, Anne Elliot is still a higher status than the Musgroves, but the Musgroves were good enough to marry for one of um, the Elliots, so Mary Elliot became, became Mary Musgrove. So they are high enough that they are on the level, so if Captain Wentworth is now of the level of the Musgroves, then he would now be considered good enough to marry Anne Elliot. So I think that's an important note thing to note at this time. We're still not seeing what Lady Russell or Sir Walter have to say about the situation um, because they were the ones who were really thought that he was too low for Anne Elliot last time. But we now have that the Musgroves are judging him to be equal to themselves. And if they are if they are equal to the Musgroves, it seems like I think I remember that they were in favor of um, Anne marrying Charles Musgrove when he asked and they were in favor of Mary marrying Charles Musgrove. So if he is really 
Captain Wentworth is now really on par level with the Musgroves, then theoretically that he should be good enough for Anne, even in their eyes. So that is something. And Mary talks a little bit about maybe he could get a new title and how well Lady Wentworth could sound and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it suited Mary best to think of Henrietta being the one that he's going after because she really wants to nix the connection with Charles Hayter. And Anne is kind of seeing herself as lucky not having to weigh in on this conversation of which one um, Captain Wentworth is showing preference for, whether it's Henrietta or Louisa, because she stayed home at the dinner What that we're talking about. Mary kind of shows her general selfishness. There's one great line here. A very bad thing that the marriage of um, Henrietta to Charles Hayter would be a very bad thing for her, Mary, and st or her, Henrietta, and still worse for me, Mary. Um, so the idea that this marriage is more about how it affects, affects Mary than it is Henrietta um, is kind of shows Mary's selfishness in all of this, which we already knew Mary was selfish, but I just think that's hilarious that she's looking at this marriage and thinking that, you know, it's bad enough for her, but what about me? Why is she not thinking about me when she's deciding who to marry? Whatever. Anyway, that's when we hear that um, Anne Elliot stayed home from dinner the night before because she's saying, um, under the mixed plea of a headache of her own and some return of indisposition in little Charles. But really, so she says she had a headache, but really she had thought only of avoiding Captain Wentworth. But an escape from being appealed to as umpire was now added to the advantages of a quiet evening. So she's happy she can't really weigh in because she wasn't there to see him courting the Musgrove girls to be able to really try to tell which one he's paying attention to. And we also get this that she is pretending to be sick so that she can stay home and avoid him. She's trying to avoid having to watch this because I'm sure it's very painful for her to have to watch her love from eight years ago now courting these other two girls and having a good time. And she is even more sure than ever that um, he is not at all interested in Anne anymore herself. Um, and he, she is thinking, she's, we see kind of a fairness in her mind saying that um, saying that either Henrietta or Louisa would in all probability make him an affectionate, good-humored wife. Um, she is a little pained by the idea of anyone hurting Charles Hayter, so she is not quite happy with Henrietta um, dropping Charles like that, but also feeling like if her heart is not really in the connection with Charles Hayter, then she should drop him sooner rather than later. She shouldn't, you know, draw it out and make it worse than it has to be. Um, so her feelings of that, if there were alteration, could not be understood too soon. And we see that kind of goodness in her in that she is very clearly thinking about the fact that Captain Wentworth needs to pick either Henrietta or Louisa and make that clear um, because it would it would be wrong of him to like court two girls at the same time. That's not appropriate. 
um, for multiple reasons. So she feels like he really needs to pick one or the other. And um, instead of act instead of sitting here railing that he's courting anyone, she's not like, how dare he court the Musgroves right in front of me. She's more thinking it's not appropriate for him to be courting both of them. He really needs to pick. Um, so that's an interesting way for her to think about it. I don't know if that's just her, you know, trying to put things in the best possible light or if she really is able to kind of put her own needs aside to that point, to that degree. Then we go, we go back to talking about Charles Hayter some more and how mortified he was by this change um, in Henrietta's behavior towards him, how they, she was no longer interested in his conversation about how he was going to get the curacy at Uppercross and be able to live closely to them, um, which they used to be very excited about, but now Henrietta and Louisa are both being very rude to him and not interested in all. Um, and just kind of blowing it off. Well, well I'm, I'm glad that you got the position you want, and I, but I knew you always must, and, you know, you had his promise. And, oh, Louisa, is Captain Wentworth coming, basically. Moving along at... Charles Hayter is not excited about the whole Captain Wentworth thing. So then we kind of jump forward in time. And one morning, very soon after the dinner at the Musgroves, at which Anne had not been present, Captain Wentworth walked into the drawing room at the cottage where only herself and the little invalid Charles, who was lying on the sofa. The surprise of finding himself almost alone with Anne Elliot deprived his manners of their usual composure. He started and could only say, I thought the Miss Musgroves had been here. Mrs. Musgrove told me I should find them here, before he walked to the window to recollect himself and feel how he ought to behave. And so this is one of those places where we get to see a little bit of, of how Captain Wentworth is reacting. And the fact that he walks in to find Anne with just, the, with just um, little Charles Musgrove, so the son, the four-year-old, ish I think is how old he is um but a very young child to find her practically alone um and the fact that that really seems to flummox him that he is embarrassed doesn't know what to say he's not his usual self he can't like deal with it to me is again another indication that he feels more for Anne than he is letting on that he's still got some sort of interest in her for him to act this way and I also wonder if her kind of nursing a child, if they're thinking that, if he's thinking that maybe like by this time they could have had a four-year-old child if they'd gotten married eight years ago and they could have, this could have been their kid that she's taking care of, that kind of thing. Don't know that that's what's going on in his head, but I think that it's an indication that he at very, the very least is interested in her still. He still has some sort of reaction to her that makes him uncomfortable and unsure what to say and not his usual charming self he can't keep the act up when he's talking to her so she lets him know that you know the miss musgroves and her sister mary are upstairs and so there he's gonna wait for them to come down and they should come down any moment and they don't really talk much 
They just seem to be sort of in this awkward silence when Charles Hayter shows up. Um, and again, we see that Captain Wentworth is quickly like, okay, let's go talk to Charles. I, I need somebody to talk to. And he goes over and Charles Hayter is not interested in talking to him because he's still mad about the whole Henrietta situation. But we also get that Captain Wentworth doesn't feel any sort of rivalry with him. So whether that means that he's not really interested in Henrietta and is more interested in Louisa, or he's just doesn't really, isn't really all that interested in either of them and doesn't care. I don't know. Um, but we see that Charles Hayter is definitely holding more of a grudge about this whole situation than Captain Wentworth is. Could also just be that Captain Wentworth is clearly winning. That could make him not care as much. Um, but Charles Hayter put, in a, put an end to his attempts of making conversation by picking up a newspaper and Captain Wentworth returned to his window. Then the younger child, younger child, the two-year-old, comes in, somehow got away from wherever he was. Um, he comes in, he runs over to Anne and his older brother, and looks like he's looking for a snack. He's waiting to see if there's anything good that they're eating. When he realizes that there's nothing to eat, um, he, he began to fasten himself upon her, Anne, as she knelt. In such a way that, busy as she was about Charles, she could not shake him off. She spoke to him, ordered, entreated, and insisted in vain. Once she did contrive to push him away, but the boy had the greater pleasure in getting upon her back again directly. So now, eh, this is Walter, the littler boy, is kind of climbing all over her while she's kneeling on the ground trying to nurse Charles. And... She kind of tells him to get down, tells him to get away, says that I'm very angry with you. And Charles Hayter, it sounds like, doesn't even get up from his chair where he's reading the newspaper. He just kind of calls out, calls out to him, Walter, why do you not do as you are bid? Do not you hear your aunt speak? Come to me, Walter. Come to Cousin Charles. But not a bit did Walter stir. And then we get to this moment that is... <gasps> very sigh-worthy. In another moment, however, she found herself in the state of being released from him. Someone was taking him from her, though he had bent down her head so much that his little sturdy hands were unfastened from around her neck, and he was resolutely borne away before she knew that Captain Wentworth had done it. Her sensations on the discovery made her perfectly speechless. So we're again seeing this difference in Captain Wentworth, I think, where, I mean, it's not a huge thing. She's not life or death, but she's got a two-year-old climbing all over her. She can't get him off of her. And the cousin, their cousin, Charles Hayter, is there. And Charles Hayter kind of acts the way everybody seems to, just kind of like says something, like tells Walter to get off of her. Come here, Walter. Um, and... Captain Wentworth is the one who stands up, goes over, and actually grabs the child and takes him away um, to sort of rescue Anne. And the discovery that he did this left her speechless. And she could not even thank him. His kindness in stepping forward to her relief, the manner, the silence in which it had passed, the little particulars of the circumstance with the conviction soon forced on her by the noise he was studiously making with the child that he meant to avoid hearing her thanks 
and rather sought to testify that her conversation was the last of his wants. So sad. So she's all like elated that he came and rescued her. But then he makes it very clear he doesn't want to talk to her. He doesn't want thanks from her. And this produced such a confusion of, of varying but very painful agitation as she could not recover from. Till enabled by the entrance of Mary and the Miss Musgroves to make over her little patient to their cares and leave the room. She could not stay. It might have been an opportunity of watching the loves and jealousies of the four. They were now all together, but she could stay for none of it. Yeah, it's just so... I feel so, again, so bad for Anne that, you know, he came over and he does his little rescue and that makes Anne so happy. But then he also makes it very clear he wants nothing to do with her and doesn't want to talk to her and is going to just completely ignore her. And she is so, like, emotionally overwrought. As soon as the other ladies come back to the room, she makes an escape and doesn't want to talk to them or can't stay in the room with them anymore. And it seems like Charles Hader is a little annoyed that Captain Wentworth is the one who kind of saved the day, so to speak. Um, and could and so Anne is, could comprehend his regretting that Captain Wentworth should do what he ought to have done himself. But neither Charles Hader's feelings nor anybody's feelings could interest her till she had a little better arranged her own. She was ashamed of herself, quite ashamed of being so nervous, so overcome by such a trifle, but so it was, and it required a long application of solitude and reflection to recover her. So, again, she's being very hard on herself. She feels very overwhelmed by her emotions, and so she runs away. She escapes the room, doesn't want to sit there and watch as Captain Wentworth continues to flirt with the Miss Musgroves. And the intrigue of Captain or Charles Hader being mad at Captain Wentworth about the whole situation with Henrietta. And da-da-da-da-da. There's a lot that could theoretically amuse in that situation, but Anne can't deal with it. She is just overcome with her emotions about Captain Wentworth. And the way he's treating her, how cold he is to her again. And we're seeing this change in her that she's usually so worried about everybody else but in this moment she can't deal with everybody else's emotions until she gets her own under control and she is ashamed of herself for that what she's seeing i think is weakness for needing time to console herself and get herself under control i think she is ashamed that she is sort of losing her control of her emotions when it comes to Captain Wentworth that she can't control herself in this situation and that's too bad like I, I think she's being too hard on herself about keeping her emotions in check but maybe that's kind of sort of that British stiff upper lip thing I don't know but it's unfortunate in my opinion that she is being so hard on her own like emotional regulation and not breaking down and not and feeling like she should be able to be her normal self around Captain Wentworth when I don't think that there's any weakness or anything wrong with the fact that she's just not she's not herself around Captain Wentworth 
she has strong emotions where he's concerned and she's having trouble controlling them. But I definitely feel empathy for her in that, you know, I understand why she would want to make sure that nobody notices it, especially Captain Wentworth. You know, there's some pride in that. She doesn't want Wentworth to see how much he still affects her and how, I don't know, upset she still is about him. She doesn't want him to know that, to see that sort of thing. And I think that's fair. Nobody would want that. But I just, again, I do this every chapter. It's like, I feel bad for Anne. Poor Anne. She needs a friend. She needs somebody to, like, shoulder to cry on situation here. She is so emotionally, like, overwrought and is just doing her best to tamp it down and keep it inside. I want to break out and to let it go <laughs> from Frozen. She needs to just, she's just holding back her emotions so much and she just needs to let it go. That's where I'm at with Anne is uh, I'm just another chapter where we're just poor Anne has her emotions all overwrought and she doesn't know what to do with herself. And I will be honest, I'm getting a little bored. I, I need something else to happen. If we have another chapter that's just Anne is staring off at Captain Wentworth and she's in love with him and he's mean to her and she doesn't know what to do with herself. I, I, I'm not going to like that. I don't know what comes next necessarily, but I'm hoping maybe she'll go to Bath soon. I hope so, because we're about to halfway mark. I don't know, or Lady Russell will come back. I, I need something to happen. I am getting bored with just the... We're hanging out at Upper Cross and Wentworth is there and... Anne can't control herself because she's so in love with him. I get it. I feel like that has been firmly placed. We understand Anne is in love with Wentworth and it's making her uncomfortable to have to watch him court these other people or Henrietta or Louisa, whichever one he's going to pick. Um, I feel like, okay, I've got like, I don't know whether it's only been two or three chapters, but I feel like it's gone on long enough. Like I get it. Poor Anne. Um, I, I need something else. We need some more something. I can't have too many more chapters of this. I'm starting to get bored. I don't know if this is the way it is in other books. I feel like this sometimes happens in like Mansfield Park, but most of our other books are pretty snappy and they move through like um, the one most recently, Northanger Abbey, moves really quickly and there isn't this sort of just sitting around. I am getting a little bored right now in this little section. I feel like I need something to happen. I, like I said, I understand that Anne has big emotions where it comes to Wentworth and he is ignoring her and being mean to her and that hurts. That's, that's understood. I get it. I am ready to move on. That's where I feel like I need something to happen. I need something to change. Um... I still would love to see an actual interaction between Captain Wentworth and Anne, because so far, again, they still have yet to converse in any way at all. Um, they, besides, like, this, those little pleasantries, they're not talking to each other yet. Um, and yeah, my, my overall thing from this chapter is it's very well written. It gives us some more information. I guess this is really just introducing Charles Hayter as a person, and maybe it's the way that we move on to make make it so that he is, Captain Wentworth is now 
going to court specifically Louisa and not just both the girls because Henrietta is with Charles. Maybe that's the information we get from this. I don't know. But I am growing a little bored by just chapter after chapter it feels like of Anne mooning and being sad mooning over Captain Wentworth and being sad and holding her emotions back and just like always on the verge of tears I get it I, I feel like that's like set up that's the setting we are now in fantastic I need some things to happen now let's move along so hopefully when we come back next time in chapter 10 there will be some more plot of some kind something will happen I am ever hopeful that we are, I feel like we're a little bit in a rut right now and I need, I need something. I need something to move on and happen. So that is the end of chapter nine and I will see you back for ch chapter 10 where hopefully something will happen. <laughs>